if our actions are simply extensions of thoughts, what actions are we going to take? Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning. Can everybody see me, hear me? Good morning. Yeah. Wonderful. Hi, Lisa. Good morning. So I'm going to share my screen because we only have 30 minutes and I want to maximize the time that you're here. So this is a a pretty vast topic. Um, We're going to discover the process that will unleash your success. So, So what is this process? Well, since we only have 30 minutes, we're going to cover basically one key element for any of you that are familiar with Carl Jung's work, we'll get into who he was and sort of the mark that he left for us uh, in the world. And um, this work, if you're into self-development, thinking positive, you know, cognitive behavioral therapies, there's lots of books and methods and programs out there And for me, this Carl Jung's model was much deeper um, than anything I had read or experienced before. So you might experience that as well. Um, Definitely remain skeptical. I don't think I have to tell you that. Um, There's nothing that I'm going to say or there's nothing that Carl Jung um, in his work Uh, created that with the expectation that you're supposed to accept this as truth, right? It's only true if it's, if you can apply it to your own life. Um, So I would ask you, as I go through this material, think about circumstances um, currently or in the past where this is true or this feels true for you. And um, because we we always know with with real estate trainings with any kind of training knowledge is a wonderful thing right knowledge is great but if we don't have a practical way to apply the knowledge then it's kind of just useless right so we we always want to ask questions kind of wrestle with it in our mind etc um and you know our teachers used to tell us to put our thinking caps on so in this case, I'm going to ask you to take your thinking cap off a little bit. The reason for that, um, this this work, there's a there's a deeper part of ourselves that will sort of resonate with this information, even if we're hearing it for the first time. Um, because according to Young's model, our mind was really innately built for this process that we're going to talk about. But if we don't have this information, if we don't know how to do this, or we don't understand how our psyche functions, then we're not going to be able to use it, right? So as you sort of assimilate what's, you know, the information that I'm sharing, your mind is going to naturally try to define it and put it in categories and make it make sense. 
And that's not going to be possible at this stage. So um, you'll understand more about what I mean as we go along. All right. Next slide. Okay, so what are we doing here in the next 30 minutes? We're going to start to peel back the answer to this question. You know, what is what is causing my results? And you can think of this, what is causing my results in my personal life, my relationships, my my real estate business, or really any kind of category with my wealth? Um, what's causing our results? And um, it might not be what we think. So this I'll go through really quickly. Um, these are just my credentials. I found Young. Uh, I found his work in 2011. So I've been studying his model intensely for that long. And um, I started off with very small courses, just bite size. And I just loved it so much. And it was um, for me, it was the first thing that worked. <laughs> That's the only way. I know how to talk about it. It just worked. And um, so in 2015, I ended up taking a full one year uh, class. It was a live classes, online classes. We had practicum hours, tests, reading material, you know, et cetera. So that was a full year. And then again, I loved it so much. I took the, the mastery level class in 2017. Again, it's the same model. It's just we go, we keep going deeper. And um, this process you'll find never expires. Uh, you don't study Young's work and understand it and apply it. And then one day say, okay, I'm done. Uh, and you'll you'll see over time, um, it really stays with us as long as we're here. Uh, we can use this and it it will continue working at, at deeper and deeper levels. So so what is Jungian psychology, right? For those of you who have maybe gone to school, had some psychology classes or training, um, Jung was an apprentice under Freud uh, about 100 years ago. And Freud coined this term called the, the subconscious. Okay. And by Freud's definition, uh, this part of our mind, this part of our psyche, is unseen to us. We have no access to it. It's blocked off. And he described it as this repository of uh, parts of the rejected self. So we won't be able to cover the ego in this class, but uh, the ego um, makes decisions for us when we're very, very young about what characteristics and traits are going to help us survive in the world and which traits do we want to get rid of? And so putting it simply, um, all those rejected parts of the self or dissociated self, parts of ourselves that we've denied or ignored are all in this repository. And when Jung was working with Freud, he expanded on this idea of the unconscious on this theory. And it was a theory at the time that um, this part of our mind is not just this trash bin, it's alive. And it's uh, very rich with, you know, information that's constantly being or attempting to communicate with us, but not in the traditional way. 
not like in a psychic way, not in like uh, a channeling or anything like that. It's really just a part of our mind that we we don't see by design, but also the ego likes to ignore it because the ego is just very loud and sort of directs our focus and demands our focus. So one of the most uh, important foundational truths uh, that I found about Young's work is that he really um, he really describes so perfectly that human beings are really, you know, inherently flawed. We're never going to be perfect, no matter how hard we try, and that all of us have the the potential to be evil or to be kind, to be a narcissist or to be humble, um, et cetera, right? And so based on, again, the ego's decisions about how we should act to fit in with our family and then later in school with our peers and then in society, we we prop up this the ideas that the that the ego thinks will help us survive and push down the other elements and so we're kind of walking around split um so young's entire process it's called individuation uh it has to do with rebalancing this psyche and really becoming whole becoming all of who we are instead of just you know, being propping up certain parts and denying others. So Jung really uh, talks about really specific techniques that that he used in a therapeutic setting to access these parts of the mind that are, again, by design, unavailable to us. So we're going to touch on one, but um, this really requires multiple classes. Okay, so if if I were to condense Young's entire body of work into one quote, it would be straight from his mouth. <laughs> um, until we make the unconscious conscious, it will direct our life, and we will think it is fate. So let's let's get into that and break that down. All right, so. Uh, again, I, I kind of want to relate to you, you guys listening the best that that how it was for me when I started to learn this, that the mind is really the most creative, powerful, powerful, creative tool that we have. And it is responsible for creating the results that we consider good and the results we consider bad. And it's very subjective, Right. And it's based on perception because what I consider to be a great result, you might consider to be a terrible result. So um, again, it's it's that judgment. So let's just, as we go through this, let's think of some examples of external circumstances that are causing your results in real estate, right? So I just listed a few. Um, it's a down market. There's not enough inventory, too much competition. I'm using the wrong marketing strategy. That's a great one. And then fill in, you know, the blanks with your own thoughts. What, what, what other 
sort of external events, people, circumstances are causing your results that you're getting. And it's pretty radical. uh, But Jung says that the mind is the cause. So it's, it's not the cause in terms of that we're deliberately creating results we don't want, obviously, or that we are, we should blame ourselves. It's, it's more of about how the mind perceives that is creating the result. So we're going to get into that. So as I mentioned, it's very counterintuitive to think that our mind is causing the results, right? Because we've been taught from school, from our family, from society, from our culture, um, that exter- everything is causing us to feel the the people out there, those mean people, and those events that we can't control. Those are the reason that I feel inadequate. Those are the reason I feel unsuccessful. Those are the reasons I don't have the money that I was, you know, had in in my goals. So it's very counterintuitive to turn that focus from the outward external events inward. Um, Young says we create with the mind and we receive through the action. I didn't understand this until many years into studying this process. So I'm trying to um, give you a cheat sheet um, because some of us get really into um, the starting to work with our mind and working with Young's tools. And I'm telling you, miracles will happen in your life when you start doing this work. And we visualize and we start working with our dreams and we start doing shadow work, some of those things. But then some of us just sit on the couch and say, okay, well, I'm working with my mind. So where are my results, right? No, we have to take the action. We know from physics that an action always will create a reaction, right? So if we don't get out of bed all day, that's an action. So um, we have to take the action to receive the fruits of the seeds that we've planted um, with the mind. So this is this is um already, you know, huge because this understanding is really showing us that we don't have to wait for the external circumstances to change. We don't need the market to shift. We don't need the, that mean <laughs> person or people to change so and be nicer to us so that we can feel good. We don't need anything external to change in order for us to create something new, to create a different result than the one we've been getting. So our task, at least initially, is to refocus our mind inward. So we're gonna start disciplining our mind and and directing our mind and shaping our mind rather than letting the external events cause us to be in a constant state of reacting, right? So um, the foundation of our life, again, this is according to Jung's model. And I, I will mention Jung's model is considered, was a theory when he started it. And he was a wild man. I mean, he really was uh, 
his peers and the, the other um, PhDs at the time thought he was crazy. Um, but it turns out that it's now considered fact, his, his model, his theories. And when I say fact, I mean, it hasn't been proven. It hasn't been disproven yet. Right. So um, there are most recent studies in neuroscience and neurophysics that confirm what Young has been saying for a hundred years, although he's not with us anymore. So the foundation is this unconscious idea that we have about ourselves and about the external world. Is the world a good place? Is it the place where we can really reap the rewards of our potential? Or is it a dangerous, scary place where everybody's, you know, we have to be protecting ourselves? So whatever our unconscious assumptions are, um, our thoughts, our daily thoughts all day are arising from that assumption or those assumptions. And so as an example, if we're faced with an obstacle, which we are guaranteed to be, right? Is our thought like, oh, I always figure it out. I mean, it's a little daunting, but you know, I'll, I'll figure it out. Or do we come from a place more of like, it's just not going to work for me. It never works for me. I see it works for John and Susie, but I just don't have that level of success. That's just not me. I'm just not the person who has that. Um, right. So if our actions are simply extensions of thoughts, what actions are we going to take? Right. And there's another layer to this as well. So we have the unconscious assumption. I'll just use a random example. Um, I'm my unconscious idea, which I don't know that this is unconscious. It's but it is, and it's operating. It's like the background software computer program running. Um, I am not deserving of that kind of wealth that I want. I mean, there's some people that get it, sure, but I'm just not that person, right? So my thoughts are going to arise from this unconscious idea. My actions are going to follow in line with those thoughts. And then I'm going to get a result. So I'll let you guess what kind of result am I going to get when I'm taking an action with a mind of fear, a mind of scarcity, right? And then that result, when it doesn't work for me, it reinforces that underlying condition. Now we're getting a little bit into conditioning here, um, but it's important because conditioning is conscious and unconscious. So we don't want to ignore it. So you can see how this creates sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy and cycle that's hard to break. So results, whatever they are, the good results, the bad results, right? And I'm putting that in quotes. They always match the mind that created them. So one of the ways Jung teaches us to see glimpses of what's in our unconscious mind is just look at the result. If, if we intend a certain result, whether that be a, a number of homes we're going to sell this year, a monetary number, a, a lifestyle, 
And we don't have that result that we intended and we haven't been getting it for 10 years or 15 years or maybe longer. Something in our unconscious mind is operating in this and to give us to drive the mind that's creating the result. Again, not intentionally, not to blame ourselves. So I want you to think about the actions you take, because we're all, our society is all about actions. Think about the energy that's going into your action that's yielding the result. So the energy will match the result. So when you make a call, a cold call to a, a, a for sale by owner or another agent, um, and you are relaxed and confident and how's that conversation going to go? Right. Versus like, if we're like, like they're going to hang up on me, then our mind is in fear and we will likely get a result that matches it. So this is why just thinking positive thoughts alone isn't, I mean, it's great. I don't want to say it's not effective because it can be effective. And a lot of people say it works for them. But it doesn't address the root of the thought, right? So that's why it's it's a little bit limited as far as just thinking positive thoughts. I used to say it's like putting a smiley face sticker on an empty gas gauge. It's like, it's nice, but it doesn't change the reality of the situation. So, okay, we're not going to go too deep into this. Um, the language of the unconscious as it communicates to us is not words. So when you have those thoughts that go through your head 24 seven, right? Hamster wheel, doesn't stop. That's not the unconscious. That's your conscious mind 100% of the time. So there's not even a good chance. <laughs> um, but the unconscious does communicate through raw, what, what Jung called psychological energy. So the emotion that arises in us, we call it all kinds of things, anxiety, um, anger, excitement, joy, but it's what it is in its, in its raw form is it's just psychological energy and that's unconscious communicating. So we're, the ego is kind of trained to ignore, like, right. When we feel something uncomfortable, we're like, instinctively we pick up the phone and call somebody or we go for a run or we turn the tv on or we check social media so we really want to start paying attention to this energy because it's telling us something really important symbols is another class but it is absolutely fascinating um that basically in a word dreams are showing us raw unconscious content so if we learn how to work with our dreams and what the symbols are, um, we can really, really see what is unconscious in us. Visualizations are how we practice directing the mind in a particular direction. And when we visualize, we usually get into a relaxed state before we visualize, right? So as we do that process, we are getting glimpses of symbols from the unconscious. So we have to pay attention. If if you do any visualization, um, jot down the symbols that you kind of see that you didn't expect. Waking life, that's like advanced. 
All right. So um, I want to leave time for questions, but, you know, it's like, I just gave you just like so much information. You're just, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. So what do we do? Well, the the way to start, uh, the way I was trained to start is to we practice observing our mind instead of getting wrapped up in it, right? We just watch it. It's called meta analysis. Um, Meta consciousness, meta just means above. So you're watching your thoughts, you're watching the energy that's coming up when you get a result, when you go on a listing appointment and they go with somebody else. What's that? What's the energy? What's the energy that's coming up when, when you get that result that you consider bad, if you consider that bad, right? And what about when a deal closes? one of your best deals close, you, you get that hit. It's like a drug, right? Same thing. You want to observe like, Ooh, that's interesting. Like what, what is that energy? What is that about? Right. And when you start just asking that question, you'll start getting insights. Um, so we want to embrace, we touched on this. We want to embrace that energy, which Jung calls integration. So it's like when that yucky feeling comes up and we're just like, oh, I don't want to feel that. We want to practice just acknowledging it and allowing it to be there. Nothing more, just allowing it to be there. And, you know, yeah, that's really it. And what this does is profound. It sounds like such a simple thing, but emotions condition our behavior more strongly and powerfully than anything else. So if you can allow fear to arise in you and let it be there and take the action anyway, you will change your life. You will change your results. Um, reverse engineering, we talked about looking at the results as feedback, right? So when we get a result, no matter what the judgment is, we're going to ask, what is this showing me about my unconscious mind? What is this? What do I need to see about this? And again, once we start asking, the, the insights will start coming. Okay, so I'm going to stop the screen share and just check if there are any questions. You can put them in the chat or you can unmute yourself. How am I doing on time? Oh, wow. Three minutes. <laughs> All right. No questions. You guys are just, your minds are blown. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I understand everything you're saying, Leslie. It's very hard to put into practice. It is very hard. It's very hard to put into practice. So we yes. can't accomplish it. Um, but if, if you're mindful about it. You can all start doing it in, in baby steps. Baby steps. This is not easy. No. This is not easy. Uh, Young talked about um, it takes a tremendous amount, what he called moral courage to face our shadow, which is synonymous with our unconscious mind. Mm -hmm. um, oh, we, I think we have a question. Emotions. Oh, I said emotions. I'm not sure when I said that. Thank you, uh, Soledad. Did you want to 
ask a question about emotions or did I misspeak? All right. So I think that is going to cover, you know, for today, I can show you just some quick takeaways since we have like one minute. Oh, wait, somebody just asked a question. Let me see. Can you repeat what you said about emotions? Okay. Yes. So important thing about understanding emotions is the reason why we are afraid of our emotions, first of all, is very archaic. Um, emotion overrides reason. Right? Emotion overrides the logical, rational mind. That's why when we get angry or uh, it's that fight or flight, right? Fear and anger that helped us survive. 200,000 years ago, if there was a mountain lion coming towards your village, you better run. And so you need that. So it's it's very innate. Um, but today, but we don't really deal with mountain lions, depending on where we are in the country. So our fear and our anger is coming from existing in society, working, being among people, dealing with everyday life. But that, but that the, the emotion is just as strong as if we were being attacked by a mountain lion. That's it's not rational, uh, but it's there for a reason. And so it, when we understand that it's just raw psychological energy, then we can practice. Again, this is not going to be automatic. I promise it's really hard, but it's worth it. Um, we practice allowing that emotion to just be there. And we, we don't sort of shove it away or repress it or suppress it or otherwise distract ourselves from it. We just allow it to be there. Does that answer your question? Or did you want me to go more on that? Yes. Okay, good. Excellent. Well, thank you guys so much. I, I love this topic. I selfishly love talking about it because it keeps it top of mind for me every day. So if, if you guys are interested in doing a part two, part three, part four, um, let us know. I'm happy to do it. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.